On this week's episode, Lee Griffin praises the virtues of pre-flight planning. Yeah, right. Okay. It's the north-south yeah. runway. My Why compass wasn't working. Why didn't you do any pre-flight planning? Uh, I forgot to check my compass. Who does pre-flight planning? Lee? Scott Boris once again gives impeccable advice. Cities and towns. Don't go fly over cities and towns. Or do. Whatever. I mean. And I play words with friends. What is it? Is there, are there settlements out there now? Like, is that what? What, what does that what? mean? Settlement. What does a settlement mean in the modern context? Who knows? Welcome to this week's episode of the Fire Aim Co- Podcast. Today we are covering part 91.119 minimum safe altitudes. What do you guys think about minimum safe altitudes? I think the more important question is, what do you think of minimum safe altitudes? I think, (laughs) yeah. I think, I mean, as long as you don't hit anything, I think it's fine. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So you're going to roll with them? Yeah. I mean, honestly, the lower, the safer, because then if you have a problem, you're going to fall from a a lower height, you know? So. Yeah. Right. That's, is that, that's how that works, right? Yeah, didn't your dad shatter a femur falling off a ladder? I don't know if that quite holds. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was the the lower one. What's the, the tibia and the fibia or something like that? Oh, okay. I thought it was a femur. Split. Yeah. No. Okay. No. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, we'll jump right into it here. Except when necessary for takeoff or landing, no person may operate an aircraft below the following altitudes. A... Anywhere an altitude allowing if a power unit fails an emergency landing without undue hazard to persons or property on the surface. So that's probably worthy of some conversation, I think. I mean, but how do you even know that? Like that's right. Totally subjective. Yeah. For the most part, shouldn't be, but it is. Somebody I mean, obviously we see people do, you know, low passes, all these things. You go to a fly and you see somebody do something stupid. Right. Well, you know. And I mean, every time you take off, you're, you're going to Except be. for takeoff and landing is like the first section. Well, I know, but... Well, right, yeah, that was but, the overriding but, thing of yeah, the entire reg is except Whatever, when necessary for takeoff and landing. landing or takeoff. That's always true. I mean, that's that's yeah. always true, but... Well, if the... I if there, there's no I airport there nearby, like that, that, would, when I was coming that in. would be an indicator. All of a sudden, it wasn't. I was doing the guessing check, and I guessed that <laughs> yeah. I was wrong. There's no airport yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Guessing check cross country. I just I wanted to go there, and I was just hoping there was an airport there. I just I feel like just so. the general thing is the FA. I mean, they're they're not stupid. You know what I mean? I mean, how are you gonna? You park your plane out in the field. Clearly, there wasn't an airport close enough. You know the glide capability of your airplane for the most part. I feel like a lot of people through training today, or I shouldn't say training, but out in the real world, they're flying their single-engine Cirrus, their Mooney, their 172. I feel like you get a little bit out of touch with what the glide capabilities of your airplanes are. You see guys doing this really long and shallow final once they start getting their instrument rating. Because that's what an ILS is, right? Well, if it's safe for me to do it on ILS, why don't I just do it on every VFR day? Well, there's a reason you're doing the ILS down to minimums because that is the safer of a different approach or making something up. That would be the only reason there. But you get into that that rut and that's easy and it's I make a big deal out of um, stabilized approach. It's super stabilized and it makes your job easy. And you probably do some pretty good landings out of it too because you're so stabilized and locked in with all your, your configured, you're on airspeed, you're on trim, all these good things. But people get, they get lazy kind of, and they don't even know what their glide performance of their airplane is. You know, not to mention you get different wind conditions factored in there. The airplane's not going to glide nearly as far as you think it will. So, if you park it out in the field, the FAA is thinking you obviously didn't use good enough judgment. So you might not get a violation, but you might get remedial training or something like that because you kind of, you had a glaring deficiency in your aeronautical decision-making. Yeah. That'd be my argument. Well, what do you mean if you park it? If you park it in a field, like that's a good thing, right? You land in a field. You didn't cause undue hazards to persons or property in that situation. Right. Yeah. 
I feel like if you made the field, you're good. Is corn is corn considered well, property though? For this definition, okay. you take out some crops. All great points. You're you guys are both 100% correct. I hate how you got to the conclusion of thinking it's okay to go park it in a field, but you're 100% right. What would be a worse a, a better for my point. Okay, I was wrong for all the right reasons. If you're over a city, you can't I mean obviously you can't land it on Main Street. If you're over an open field, engine failures engine failures are going to happen. You can only you're only going to take a piston single up to however many feet. So it's only going to have so much glide. If you're over the middle of South Dakota, you don't have that many options. So event you're going to end up in a field. So obviously you can't get rid of all those scenarios where that may happen. You can't possibly go high enough to have the glide range to hit an airport at all times. So you got your guys' points are per, 100% valid. So yeah, that's not undue. That's not undue hazard to persons or property on the ground, is what I'm saying. You guys are correct in that regard. Yeah. I kind of like the Twitch. Oh, the usernames are fun to say. Doe Zeke said That's drag strip looked like reasonable. an airstrip officer. Yeah. It's very reasonable. It's reasonable. I feel like that's a reasonable comment from the chat of uh, what you could tell the FAA inspector. Just think Norwalk. Right. Norwalk They're Airport. right next to each what's other. The, what's the identifier for that? Uh, five, five Alpha, alpha one. 1. Five Alpha One drag strip right next to an airstrip. Yep. It's oriented perpendicular to the runway. Oh, yeah, that's so the north-south one. You okay. shouldn't mistake that. Yeah, right. It's, okay. It's the north-south yeah. runway. Yeah. My Why compass wasn't working. Why didn't you do any pre-flight planning? Uh, I forgot to check my compass. Who does pre-flight planning? The, besides the weather. Yeah. Like outside of the weather. Not Scott it. Boris. Well, ba- okay. Anyways, anywhere. So under this subject... Uh, anywhere an altitude allowing if power unit fails an emergency landing without undue hazard persons or property on the surface. So your guys' point for parking in the field, that was a bad example for me to bring up parking in the field because obviously that is probably a 90% probability when you're out flying just in general on a cross country is if an engine fails, it's you're going in the field would be my guess. What would be bad is... Potentially park it in the busy mall parking lot. Right. So but you're if it's over not that busy, settlement. I feel that, like that, that's pretty. If there's no cars in the parking lot, I feel like that's a pretty good place to park it. Yeah. I mean, it's like a big square right. yeah. runway. As long as you can avoid the light posts. People land on the highways all the time. Yeah. I, I think I've heard, and I'm not sure if it's true or not, but I think in Alaska, I think that's legal to land on a road. Probably. Sounds like something they'd make legal. Yeah. As sparsely populated as it is up there and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's legal to, to land on a road. But anyways, yeah. you want to cover the next section? Yeah. Okay. I, I feel like roads, that's like the most common place to put it down safely. Right. And it seems to be like highways anyway. Roads are kind of sketchy because the power lines and stuff are so close. Like if it's just a two-lane road. Right. You might have a tough time fitting between the all the power lines and the telephone poles and crap. But highways well, and you put, don't, yeah. Highways pretty good spot. I just assume anybody that's driving is gonna like see me and stop. So I'm not really worried about traffic. Oh yeah, but yeah, but you want to land with the traffic. Well, right, yeah. You don't want to. You land don't want to land traffic. against the traffic. No. Yeah, no. Who's checking their rearview mirror? From my estimation, nobody looks in the rearview mirror anymore. Well. Okay, I guess it depends on what you're but in. But you can get going so like, slow. I think you can I, get going right, so slow. I'm in a 150. Like they're going to be more likely to rear-end me than me rear-end them. A hundred percent. You know, I could see. And it. you can just if you're in the Leo, yeah, you you might have a tough time because you're probably going to run people over. But yeah, that'd be that'd be nuts. It'd have to be like a whatever miracle on the Hudson type situation. That's why you have two jet engines so that you don't have to do those types of emergency landings. But yeah, you, I mean, like I would think I've, I've thought about this before. So you're landing with the traffic and you just basically want to pick a good gap as best you can. Obviously you're working within your glide capability, but you want to get like down in front of like pretty close to somebody like right in front of them. So they see you in time. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Well, you just want to let them start hitting the brakes. Right. You want to be far enough ahead that they can see you. 
Or land on yeah, but if you're high, yeah, but if you're high, you're you might be out of their view as you come in over top of them. So you don't. I feel like you don't want to land too far in front of them. Like, and I'm saying, keep up your speed if you can. Well, yeah, like keep up your speed, like pointed at the ground, like highway pick your speed gap. until you realize, like, okay. Oh yeah, no, I'm talking like a hundred miles an hour. I'm talking like 100 miles an hour so why, or 90 why or something. Would you, why would you be going so fast? What's the point? Well, so that I can get down and get close to them with energy, residual energy. I'm, I'm not saying this is the way to do it. I've just thought about it a little bit, and I think this is probably what I would try to do. You, I mean, you only have one shot, so you're going to burn. So I'm going to point it down, uh, use gravity's help to keep my my energy, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use that and get relatively close to the closest car that I want to be behind me when I land. Or the closest group of cars. And I'm going to take energy into like kind of like ground effect. But I want to get in their view. And I want to get as, like as quickly as possible. So, I mean, I want to be like maybe 30 feet or something. I'm totally just paraphrasing it over top of them. Get in their windshield. Get their attention. While I have some energy, I'm going to round it out. Still a little bit faster than them or very close to their speed. And I round out and I flare way ahead of them. They're going to start breaking. I'm I'm hoping. It's all, yeah. it's all a guess. No step. But I think that's what I would try to do, because I know I can slow up quickly. Because I'm not worried about overspeeding the flaps. How if I come down 110 miles an hour, put them Do- all in if I have to 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 make that gap work for me. Dozik wants I to feel know how like- low you can land in, or how slow you can land in the Lear. We so we have speeds that we look at. We have a um, v a v ref so reference velocity, which is one point three our stall speed in the landing configuration. Um, so that is kind of like your that's your that's kind of what we treat as a, like our stall speed. That's like just our our bare you like plus ten but minus zero. Like you can't go below ref. Uh, we call it ref speed. And then we have what's called v approach. So that is basically a target approach speed if you have to do a single engine go around. So we typically keep it like, which is always within 10 knots of uh, the V ref basically, because they're all weight dependent. So they're all, it's all kind of the same equation. So like a typical landing, like land, like approach speed is 119 for 18,000 pounds. We plan 119. So 119 and 129. I just know those off the top of my head because we fly, we land at those speed, that weight often. So 119 knots is what we kind of treat as our stall speed. But on final, we're doing, you know, about 130. I feel like you hear about people landing, like power off landing on highways and roads semi-frequently. Yeah. And I can't think, I hardly ever hear that no, there was I've an never incident seen it. with yeah. a vehicle. All the videos you of them, I mean? like the cars yeah. and they stop. And I want to give myself, I guess I just, I don't believe in drivers that much. So I feel like I want to give myself a little bit better. So, I mean, maybe I'm probably overthinking it, but I've, I'm putting myself, I think, in the best. They're seeing me sooner. I still have residual energy to make that get. I mean, obviously you can, you're watching as you come down. If I need to adjust, I adjust with the energy I have, you know, if there's an issue that that all of these things that I've tried to like think my way through and doesn't work out, just deviate a little bit, land on the shoulder, land you know, land in the median, do what you got to do. I want to walk away, so I think I can make that happen. Yeah, he's saying he'd go for the, uh, the grass. Tony's saying he'd go for the median, right? That's that's a median, right? Yeah, that's not a bad idea as long as there's not a bunch of crap in the way. Yeah, but there's, I mean, who knows? Is it soft? Is it, you know, when are you going to get to one of those turnarounds where the cops sit? Right. That's or what I'd be thinking about. I mean, obviously like you have some time to think about clear, it. If it was open and clear, I would land in the grass, but oh, I guess totally. it just depends. If there's not a lot of traffic either, like it, if it was like bumper to bumper traffic, yeah, I'd probably put it in the grass. If it was like sparsely populated with cars, I'd probably land on the road. Yeah, right, yeah. right. And you have those, I mean... Are you close enough to a highway to make this happen? Are we going to follow highways all the time now just to make this? You know what I mean? It's not a bad idea. No. Stay low and over the highway. There you go. Right? Flying efficiently with Scott Boris. Let's follow the curve of the road at a car speed. Right. Low. Yeah. But let's not drive our cars. Well, no. Let's drive this thing that's way more expensive to fly. Right. All right. So we've said in a in a sparsely populated area, or it says anywhere, an altitude that allowing a power unit fails undo hazardous person property. So we've isolated. That's you know, park in the field if you have to. 
So that could be that can be your example of treetop level, basically. And just make sure that if that engine fails, you're not gonna hurt someone on the ground or damage any property on the ground. Now we've gone to over congested area. Um, so we need to be basically that's where you hear the thousand feet above the highest obstacle within a horse. Did we did we actually read that? I don't even know if we read that. No, no, no. We'll okay. go we'll go into that now. Part B is over congested areas. Over any congested area of a city, town, or settlement, or over any open air assembly of persons, an altitude of one thousand feet above the highest obstacle within a horizontal radius of two thousand feet of the aircraft. Yeah. It's the uh, it's the section. Right, okay, thank you. Yeah, how does so yeah, sweet baby so, James just says, How's the FA define congested? Can't can't see in the definitions. It's not. And I know there have been like, is it 15 people? Is it, you know, what is it? Is it a rock concert outside? Who? I, I don't know what the what the answer to that is. I know people have always talked about that. Um, I guess I could, like, right now go look something up again, but I don't know that they've actually defined that. But I think they pretty much define the majority. They don't, de- they don't want to define it. That way they can get you in trouble whenever they want to. Yeah. They can just say, well... They can just call it congested, you know. And violate you, is that what you're saying? Right. Then it's up to them, you know. If they set us if if they set a standard for yeah, it, then it'd be like I well, was it at that standard or not? This way it doesn't really matter. It's just if they call it if they consider it congested, it is. Yeah, they don't want the people limits. going like right, yeah. Right to the edge then, you know what I mean? If they make yeah. it intentionally vague. <sighs> Yeah, I guess that's what I was kind of trying to say. I have heard over the years, you know, kind of anecdotal stuff. You know, this that's, counts, but it doesn't count here. That's what I always thought, Whatever, too, what but, he said. It's the yellow on the VFR map. Is that correct? Well, that's yeah, I, I mean, that's what the thought. city looks at like at night. Well, that's one that's obviously going to keep you, you know, that's a, a, fair, a fair point. But what if you just have a... The bleachers filled in an air show. Well, yeah, that's true. You know? Yeah. So it's like what, that's why you don't see any of them fly over any crowds. You know, it's always, you know, kind of lateral in front of them or anything. Or if they do, obviously there's, um, those precautions are taken or it's a type of aircraft, um, you know, can, can obviously have an engine fail and not be super, you know, detrimental to the, the safety of the people in the crowd. But um, yeah, I've only heard anecdotal stuff, uh, so I don't want to commit to anything there. But that, yeah, that, I mean, that's a good point. That's something you need to keep in mind, you know. But if you, like, let's say you're flying over your your girlfriend's house and you have an engine fail and you only kill one person, I mean, what difference does it make? Yeah, well, I mean, it's congested I mean, enough to, to kill someone. Well, one per. I mean, I feel well, like... Right, in the grand scheme of yeah, things. Yeah, I feel like if you only kill one, like... Was that really a failure? I mean, it could have been could have been more. <laughs> it's not too bad. Totally, totally. Right? Yeah, I mean, you're I, you're still getting violated. You're oh, still getting violated. Yeah, that's that's the objective. Is if if you are that close to to the limit, I mean, why you were doing something you shouldn't have been, and that's the F, that's going to be the bottom line. Boil it down. That's going to be the FA's perspective on it too. And I live in that zone of what's the FA's perspective going to be when I do this. Can I can I legal, legally go fly in this weather? Yes, I can. But like, let's say it's wind. That's the only kind of the big thing that I can really think of that's ever made me think like this. Can I go fly in this wind? Absolutely. But if I blow a tire or something that has nothing to do with the wind and there's an accident that happened, they're going to ask, what were you out here doing? Like, there's nothing illegal about what I did, but they're going to they're going to question my judgment. So that's that's what I'm always thinking. So it'd be the same same here. What is it? Is there are there settlements out there now? Like, is that what? What what does that mean? Settlement. What does a settlement mean in the modern context? Who knows? It says city, town, or settlement. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's what I was just thinking. Like the first thing that came to my mind was like um, the base camp at the bottom, or uh, you know, midway up the damn um, Mount Everest. Yeah. I think a settlement. That's the first thing that came to mind when you said settlement. Anywhere where they put like a group of houses, that could be a settlement. Like 
Yeah, non-permanent grouping of. Well, I would think it could be permanent. A non-permanent too. residence. What? A settlement could be per- a settlement's permanent. Well, yeah. So is a city and a town. Right. So why'd you to, why'd you say it's non non-permanent? Well, I I didn't see anything where they're talking about anything non-permanent. Oh. Cities and towns are permanent. Yeah. So are settlements. I suppose, but it seems like those would be covered. What's a, what name? Name me one settlement. I don't know any. I if don't you know. know well, I'm trying to delineate. There, well, we're at, Rob's asking the question. Well, how do you delineate? All I know is they're always. I see cities and towns, and those have always, post offices. They're always complaining about the Israelis and their settlements over there. I hear that on the news a lot. There you go. You know. Yeah. Settlements so don't go fly for, over the Israelis, right? Not the West Bank. Don't you know, go they're fly always over talking the about they're building settlements where they don't want them or something like that. I don't know. This is this is. FAA. Well, I'm just saying the term settlement. The States, that's where I hear that term all the time. Yeah. Okay. So it's like a non-annexed. It's a non-annexed. Maybe would be or is, is that the right? Non-incorporated, non-annexed. What's I don't know what those things. You know what I mean? Like wouldn't that be more like what you're talking about settlement in that um, context? Yeah, I don't really know. I don't know. Let's either. not Who maybe cares? cities and towns. Don't go fly over cities and towns. Or do whatever. I mean, just don't. Yeah, just don't be too low. Right. And what's too low? It's up to your uh, your judgment, your well, aeronautical decision making. Yeah. All right, Tyler's got this quote from the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association. Mm-hmm. Um, Rather than publish a definition so pilots can know how to shape their aeronautical behavior, the FAA purposely doesn't. It comes up with its definition on a case by case basis. The FAA says it does that. So it can balance the pilot's interests with the need to protect persons or property. In enforcement actions, the FAA has successfully declared that the congested area includes a group of people on an airport ramp, mm-hmm. sunbathers on a beach, a small subdivision covering less than a quarter mile, and traffic on an interstate highway. I've, I've been emailing Tyler about this um, all weekend, actually, from the last we, live. So we thanks for that, Tyler. Up. Do we know Tyler? We do know Tyler. So, okay. And I, no, then I mean, back there, like, somebody said, we know the from outside of the Hold show. On. It's not the Tyler that you know, Lee, is it? Okay. No. No. Well, let's go no. back, though. So, that's the yellow on the VFR map, correct? And no, that is what the city, like the settlements, the city looks like at night from 10,000 feet. That is what the yellow on the sectional is supposed to depict. Okay. So, now, sorry. Sorry. I, I didn't see that you said that. Uh, Dozik. When you look at a sectional chart, it's got the yellow for like the cities, and that is the, what they look like at night from ten thousand feet. Yes, or from roughly ten thousand feet or something. Oh, I thought that's where Mm-mm. they define congested no. all these years. Huh? You learn something every episode. I try. I do try. It might might not be exactly ten thousand feet, but it's from a high altitude. That's the city. That's what it looks like at night for navigating purposes. So, um, yeah, well, that stands to reason. Everything Tyler just said, I mean, that all stands to reason. Um, thanks for looking that up and sharing it with all of us. Yeah. And that sucks. We don't have a good definition. But what, what, like I said, if you kill one person, what does it matter? I mean, if, oh, it was only one person when the limit's 15. They define it as sunbathers on a beach, according to this. And a congested highway. So that could throw, if we do, if we ding somebody's Prius while we're landing the 150, because the engine seized up. We're still in trouble. We're still getting violated. Let's go land it in that field over there with the woods. Take your chances. But at that at that point in time, though, we also have it's got um what is it? Ooh, um, emergency authority. You know, you can deviate from any of these regs to the extent necessary to uh, meet the emergency. So obviously, if you don't have any options, land it on the highway. But these are pretty pretty slim if you look at this or, or not slim but a, a, a pretty wide margin you only need to be a thousand feet above the highest obstacle within a horizontal distance of two thousand feet that's not a lot that's not a lot of energy uh what do you what do you call that potential energy so that you're storing at a thousand feet there's not a lot you can do with that by the time you have the engine failure, you kind of quick yeah. do your flow to get the engine back started. So that's typically starting with carb heat, mixture rich, and make sure you're on the proper tank. Only switch the tank once. 
by the way. If you go one, that doesn't do it, then back to the other. It takes a couple seconds to restore fuel flow because that prop is still windmilling. I hope everybody knows. The prop is still going to windmill with the, unless it's seized up, obviously. But I'm thinking like a, like you ran out of gas, I guess is maybe one of the more likely scenarios. Um, but yeah, do your flow. But if the engine is not seized up, that prop's still going to windmill. So um, you're still going to have your uh, mechanical fuel engine driven fuel pump going and stuff like that. And so, but it will take a couple seconds when you, if you go from a dry tank to a, a full tank, for example, something so you know there's fuel, it's still going to take up a couple seconds. So don't go back and forth. Read your gauges, figure out, you know, as quickly as you can, switch it once and let, let it go. Hopefully you manage your fuel good enough, but you want carb heat mixture rich and uh, fuel proper tank. Those are going to address most of the problems that you're going to have. If none of that works and you have altitude to play with, then start looking at your mags, making sure that, you know, one doesn't operate and the other one doesn't or what else, whatever else may be going on. Um, but yeah, with, if you have a thousand feet, by the time you've run through the quick flow, car beat, mixture, rich fuel, proper tank, you've how many feet have you lost already? If you're good and you're comfortable and confident in that airplane, you've maintained your altitude as best you can to slow to your best glide speed. Probably slow. You're probably not fl- cruising around at your best glide speed. So let's say you're cruising along at 110 knots or so or 100 knots. Most of these small airplanes have a glide, a best glide speed around, you know, 65 to 75, let's say, um, or maybe 65 to 80. And depending on weight, so you're not normally flying on a gross weight, so I was probably correct the first time. You're probably 65 to 75 is probably more the accurate range for all these training airplanes. Um, I can't think of like a common trainer that wouldn't have something in that range. You're going to be, you just keep that back pressure, trim if you can, kind of take a second. Nothing happens in 0.2 seconds, run through your quick flow, get it back to best glide speed, and hopefully the engine comes roaring back to life. But if it doesn't, start analyzing what what you're going to have to work with, you know, 15 degrees either side, like they talk about. If you're, you know, if you're only a thousand feet, that's not much to play with. So you're probably only doing the 15, 15 each side, just like we talk about if there's an engine failure right after takeoff. But if you have a lot more altitude, you got a lot more options. When I was towing Banner, I was surprised at how often it came up in conversation where guys have been doing it for a while. And we're like, yeah, if you're ever on the beach and granted we flew at 500 feet off the beach, like South Beach, Miami, and they're like, the first reaction needs to be in your head, um, switch the fuel tanks. He goes, whenever your engine stalls, it's always the fuel tank, switch your fuel tank. And like, it's like, it was like a semi-common occurrence where like the engine just conks out 500 feet above the beach, towing a banner. And then they're like, oh, just switch your fuel tank. It'll windmill. And then it'll fire back up, you know, usually within a couple hundred feet. It's like, What? How is that? Know, maybe you gotta ma- you gotta manage your fuel. Yeah. We'll just go with the 150, and then you don't have to switch tanks. It just comes out of both yeah. of them at the same time. It's a lot, lot less yeah, that's hassle. That's one of the that mods for sure. Option. Like when I like in my mind daydream build like a wishless super cub. There's um Cub Crafters has like a headerless fuel tank system because they have two header tanks in a super cub, and it gets rid of both those. So that's weight gone, and then it takes your fuel selector from a left or a right to a left right and a both. Yeah, which I, I which I think is a hole. huge improvement. Yeah, yeah. I mean, ninety percent of the time, when if you have both, when like when would you ever just leave it on one? The only thing I can think of is if you park it on a hill. You want to, I think the the thing is you want to put it on one tank or the other so it doesn't drain both tanks if it like vents overboard. Oh, yeah, I suppose. It's just cross flow too. I think it blocks the my cross left flow tank is that you have with those. That's, that's, right. that's right. Your left tank is always fuller, more full than your right. Yes. Like it takes more fuel? No. It's just like if I put the plane in the hangar and come back and check the fuel the next day. There's going to be a gallon or two more in the left tank than the right tank. It's like that. Is that your hangar or was it was it like this in all the hangars you've been in? No, just means okay. that way. So it's not bit. like you tilt in your. Yeah, if you're going to park on like uneven surface, like overnight, like if you're camping with your plane or you're at a grass strip or whatever, it typically is a best practice to put it on. If you have a left and a right, which everything does, put it in, and normally both is your normal thing. Put in a put it in one or the other, not both. And then, like Rob said, you know, it stops it from taking all your fuel downhill and dumping it overboard. If like if the vent or something is on that side, 
Yeah. Um, that a thousand feet is, isn't much to play with. So although, yes, that that meets the regulation, but you like Tyler keeps bringing up excellent points. Any of this. Yeah, you did exactly what the, what you need to do, but or like what the law here says black and white, but rec- care, um, reckless operation, careless and reckless. That's still a thing. Like, you know, I mean, it's like just don't be right on the ragged edge of what's legal just because legal doesn't make it smart. Have have options. Think of worst case scenario. And I was just saying, by the time you run a quick flow at a thousand feet, you've you're already more than likely you've already lost some altitude. So by the time you figure out that you can't get the engine restarted, by the time the shock sets in, then you get your wits about you and you start running a flow. Get back to best glide speed. You've invariably cashed in some altitude. So, yeah, that's not a good situation to be in. No, nope. and I say that as someone who almost always flies at a thousand feet AGL. Yeah, yeah, and I know that's my standard. Yeah. That's like the majority of my flying yeah. career. Oh yeah, definitely. Well, that's Northern Ohio, though. So it is, but I it's not like my Northern Ohio anymore. I do forty five hundred feet to go to Peely. You know, I mean, that's ridiculous. Yeah, that's sickening. That's sickly. That's sick. Yeah, but I don't. It, but see, here's the thing. Like, I don't, and I know that you don't, but I don't sweat at all. Like, I don't even. Not even a problem. Like, I don't. What do you mean? Like, was it cold out? No, yeah. there's no, I have nothing to think about. I the, no longer have to think about if this engine fails, higher. I get it. It is cooler. Okay. But no, I'm saying if the engine were to fail, I don't have to think about, oh my God, where's the closest boat? You know what I mean? I can think, oh, like I can make middle bass from here. I know how to swim. After I pass that, I can make Putin Bay from here. I can swim. Yeah, but how Scott, about we always- save the airplane and my two kids don't know how to swim? Well, I guess if you got kids, Scott with you, always okay. knows where the closest boat yeah. is. All right, it's the one he's fl- buzzing. Right. Yeah, do it up, Lee. You don't act like you didn't used to fly low over the Bart water. C. I did, but I've grown up. I'm waiting for you to do well, the that, same. That's legal. That's legal, that though. Legal. Oh, Lake Erie. Part C over other than congested areas. An altitude of 500 feet above the surface, except over open water or sparsely populated areas. In those cases, the aircraft may not be operated closer than 500 feet to any person, vessel, vehicle, or structure. I feel like we've talked about this before. We have. I feel like we've talked about this a lot. We talked about talking about this, I believe, on the last live stream. (laughs) And then I've been planning on having... (laughs) jugs. Um, <laughs> that's right. And, that and was attorney. my suggestion. Give me some milk jugs. <laughs> that was. I yeah. just released that episode. Yeah. Uh, Good. I'm. I'm Thursday. glad. I'm glad that they're picking up on that. Your your milk jug advice. Yeah. I'm glad somebody is taking my advice seriously. Do you, do you actually have life jackets in your plane now, or do you seriously no, I not? Yeah. I probably will throw some milk jugs in there. No, the engine's all. Oh full my of, god! It's getting a top god. overhaul right now. It is why? Yeah, I don't know because I guess there was some rust on the valves. They were sticking. Okay. Yeah, they're getting stuck open. Was it just well, was it getting compression? Down? It wasn't. Yeah, like it, holding compression. It, yeah, it wasn't getting. A couple of them had like no compression, which I'm sure if I would have started it and ran it, it would have came up, but. Jim said we should. You're just going to let him do a top overhaul instead. Well, he said we should check it out. And we looked at the valves okay. and there was pitting, on, rust pitting on the valves. And he said. Pitting, huh? Yeah, that's no good. Yeah. So, like, here's the thing. So, okay, you now, you know that was what was happening. Right. And you had been flying the, what I would consider to be way. Now, I'm not, I'm not trying to be a hypocrite, but I guess I can't. You can't judge me for what I used to do versus what I do now. Like you maybe a little bit, but I'm not going to go today and go fly the same route at the same altitude as I used to. I'm just not going to. So it's now that you like know that. Sounds like you're scared, Lee. I'm conservative. I'm just kidding. Anyway. Well, why? Yeah, I mean, I I just. Okay. Yeah. I, no, I'm, I was flying around with pitted valves. Oh, God. I almost died. So your plane's yeah. down right now? How is it going to be fixed by the time I get to Ohio? Oh, it should be. Yeah, I don't know. All right. 
I was going to break my streak of not flying since I started the yeah, show. Jim, yeah, Jim sent the cylinders out and uh, ordered all new rings and stuff. He said, I might as well do it while we're doing it. All right. All right. Any uh, any other sparsely populated? Does that mean like North Bass Island or? I'd probably go with that. Unless all residents are hanging out on the beach, in which case that AOPA thing said that might be now a densely populated area. Right. So I, I, it's always going to be after the fact, I think. It's always going to be after the fact. If you did something and it killed somebody on the ground, that was too obviously too densely populated. Well, yeah. I think that's the way it would go. We're talking if we're talking one person, I feel like that could be not too densely populated. Like what if what if you're flying around and there happens to be some hiker out in the middle of nowhere and he doesn't get out of your way when you're crash landing. That's kind of his fault at that point. King Neptune had a seaplane up there. Did he? Uh-huh. And he was also a uh, a member of. He was a member of the FAA, right? Not a member. You're not a member. He worked for the FAA, right? Yeah. K- King Neptune. Yeah. Did he ever chime in on this? Because I feel like seaplane p- pilots and those type of operations are get into situations where they're getting into this. I'm just curious. I can't. You guys broke up that whole time. I heard nothing. Oh. Have you ever heard King Neptune mention this? Me? Yeah. Like yeah, about I this the King, stuff? The, I heard the King Neptune. I know who you're talking about. Did he? Did you ever have a conversation with him about this? I know you talked to him more, most out of the three of us. About the, like, the safe distances, minimum safe altitudes and distances yeah. and stuff? And, like, what he thought about that as a seaplane owner, aficionado. And uh, and also the guy who's writing the tickets for the FAA. Yeah, I mean, I think it's all. Uh, I mean, I, I don't recall anything, but I mean, like, I know his general outlook and perception on stuff. Um, uh, I mean, I think it, it's all. I think his 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 ideology aligns with the guidance here from the FAA in ninety one one nineteen, and obviously, uh, remember, all of this is except what's necessary for takeoff and landing. So, you know, that obviously gets rid of where all where the majority of your limitations would be. That's already cast aside right in that in the header for this section. But I think it, I think it aligns with the I, I think his ideology aligns with with the guidance here from the FAA. Gotcha. Yeah. So if that's this is the catch all if you're like buzzing the water being an idiot. Um, if you want to take pictures situations. of your boat. Or your house. Yeah, there, there the are situations where, you know, stupid is not illegal, um, for the most part. Which I feel like these there's very little of this left in the in this book where they allow stupidity, like blatantly like this. I just feel like there's this is on borrowed time, especially part D. Yeah, which we'll, we'll more gloss over because we don't we don't fly any of this stuff in part D. Do you guys have any more on the uh, sparsely populated part C section? No, I mean, yeah, I don't think so. I mean, does anybody in the chat have any specific questions on anything we've covered or a scenario or anything? I think that's maybe a good route to go. Yeah, I mean, it's basically 500 feet from any person's, you know, vessel, vehicles. He said it doesn't cover wilderness areas. Or structure. Yeah. Yeah, Tyler, yeah. I mean, I I don't know what half the... uh, NPS, I don't know what that is. UFWS, I don't know what those are. But like National I, Park System. Okay, National Parks NPS I know always. have like I know like Devil's Tower and yeah, National Parks in general always have that 2000. And I think it's not even it's like not a prohibited area, it's not a restricted area. It's like a very vague like request that you don't fly lower than 2000 feet AGL or something. I think it's like that. Tyler can back me up if that's if that's the case. Fire lookout towers up in the mountains and hikers. So Tyler says there are fire lookout towers up in the mountains and hikers. We have to fly with greater altitude than 91-119. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah, that would suck. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, see, I mean, there's there's a whole, I mean, there's like, we're talking about like with airplanes and fixed wing, especially me anymore. Like I'm in such a small, like controlled area, like you don't even think about what goes on in the mountains with a helicopter. 
or, you know, in Alaska with a super cub or, you know I mean? It's just like whole nother universe. It's like having, you know, never even thought about those sort of things. So yeah, 500 feet versus the property is the general for this section. As Tyler pointed out in the chat, there are a bunch of nuances out there. But that's a book of suggestions, right, Scott? So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nobody needs to aim. I made Lee ch- choose an episode tonight, Lee and Scott, again, because that's kind of the new rule, is if we don't have a guest on, um, they pick the topics they host. So I just I kind of let Lee roll with this one, even though I'm planning on having somebody on at some point we're trying to get on who knows this pretty well. Uh, huh. He's an attorney who listens to the show. Um, but yeah, but so we'll probably redo this at some point. But um, yeah, this has been good. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. But there's just, I feel like we could easily do another episode on this because it's so, so nuanced. There's so much in our five minutes of show prep that we did that we missed. I, I don't understand why. What, do you, what did we miss? Oh, I don't know. Just I didn't know that stuff well, about the- Well, it's one thing uh, to like actual big picture knowledge, like then- Yeah. What did we miss? I just, the Tyler pointed out the um, the wilderness stuff. I, I forgot about that, which is pertinent to this conversation. I, I would not have thought of that though on our own. Right. That's why we have the chat. That's why yeah. we have the live. It's going to, I think, improve the show. Yeah, I mean, we're never going to catch all those things. I mean, we're 91, 119. I mean, he's right. I mean, that's more of a suggested yeah. thing though, I think, with the park services or with the parks, but I don't know. The aim. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know at all. So, uh, part D is helicopters, powered parachute, way shift control, aircraft. Um, we're not gonna pretend like we know this stuff very well. Uh, helicopters have lower stuff than any other aircraft, other than uh, powered parachute and weight shift control aircraft. Powered parachute and weight shift control aircraft. I took lessons in both of these um, intro flights, and from what I understand, you can do almost anything in those things. It was, it was ridiculous. I did a powered parachute up in uh, outside of Orlando. I wish I remembered the guy's name offhand. I could look it up somewhere. It's in my notes. I got his business card somewhere. He took us up in this thing, or me up in this thing. It's only two seats, and we're just buzzing these cow pastures, going right up to, right along the side of the road with cars, and he's just like, it's perfectly legal, as long as we can put it down without causing undue. You know, whatever they, however they word it, damage to persons or property verbiage in this reg. He's like, as long as we can do that, we're fine. So I'm like, okay, the 500 foot does not apply from what I've talked to several people who do that kind of thing um, when you're in a powered parachute, which I think that makes it one of the most fun things you can fly, that and the weight shift control because of that. You can do a lot of stuff you just can't do legally and in all the other aircraft. I can I can get that. You get the sensation of speed, the maneuverability. I can get that. I can get it. Yeah. I don't want to do it, but I can understand. Oh, we're going to do it. We're going to get all the ratings through this endeavor, this journey we started. Blimp rating. Yeah. All right, uh, Scott. Nothing. Do what? What? Do you am want, I doing the outro? You want to do... Uh, am I, what am I doing? Yeah, we read a way to yeah. ready to outro the show, and then maybe hang out in the chat for a few minutes yeah, we'll after. Outro it. Go for the outro. Oh, You're getting good at this, the outro. Drawing a blank. This is going to be your third one. Well, thanks for uh, listening to the Far Aim podcast. Uh, that's pretty much going to wrap up our show for the day. Uh, if you got any questions, you need to get a hold of us. Email is our preferred method. And those emails are... Uh, like okay <laughs> my my I email is f-a-r-a-i-m at scottboris.com uh if you do message me don't expect a quick response because i might read them once a week so i'm not ignoring you i just haven't read your email yet. that's yeah. That's encouraging. Yeah, yeah. That's I, the spirit. Scott's so, a so if anybody's a man of the audience, like, why hasn't he responded? It's because I don't. I, I haven't read it yet. I'm not, I'm not ignoring you. Because right. he doesn't exactly. care. Yeah, I, I don't care that much. But 
you can email me and I'll, I'll respond to you eventually. It just might not be right away. <laughs> so calm down if you're getting impatient out yeah. there. Uh, and there's always uh, Lee Griffin. He probably knows a lot more than me anyway. So I would just message him. And that would be F-A-R-A-I-M at LeeGriffing.com. And then there's the creator of this show. Message him whenever you want to. He'll probably be much better at responding than uh, I certainly would be. And that would be FarAim at RobertBurger.com. The German way, not the sandwich way. B-E-R-G-E-R. Wow, that's yeah, that's a good. Oh, we lost Lee. Good touch. He's gone. We lost Lee. And he's gone. I wonder I wonder how this works with uh the recordings with the new software when people I jump in and out. I'm sure it's would still be there, right? Sure it's gonna be a nightmare when I edit it. Yeah. Um <laughs> Yeah. We got a chat. Hopefully Lee pops back in. Lee's the most informative of the three. I think everybody kind of understands that now. I said, finally, we see the Scott we're used Scott to. Scott and I just, yeah, that's, yeah. That's a good outro, though. I think you, I'm pretty, uh, did good, professional. good on that one. Uh, well, I want to scroll I do back have up some with emails here. Do everyone's from, don't read them. No, don't, don't leave. No, okay. No, because you're, you start reading people's names without asking them if it was okay, oh, okay. and yeah, it's just not. Yeah. It's not good. Everyone email, email Scott me. though. I just, hate emails. Just to make don't email just me. to just to make him re- have to respond. I will respond. Just don't expect it to be right away. An email is it on your phone yet? No. Is it on no. your phone Actually, yet? No. If, if it was, okay. if I could, you gotta if get... I put it on my phone, then I could answer them while I'm like taking a poop or something you know then i would answer that's why well, i don't do that but i have them on my phone so I, it's a lot easier yeah. to keep up on them it was on your phone yeah because it's just right. on my desktop here this is like the only time i use my desktop so what twitch have to do with what what does twitch have to do with this we're on we're live on twitch oh i thought we were on riverside Riverside's the software we use to push out to other stuff. Uh, okay. Okay, so we're live right now? Yes. Yeah, I got, I got the stream us? up on Twitch right now. How many watchers do we got? I don't uh, see none. where it says on Twitch yet. I'm writing the email blast right now with the link to our actual audience. Scott, do you think you'd be able to keep up? You got the Twitch app open? Scott? Yeah. Yeah. You think you'd be able to know. keep up with the chat? What what do I got to do? We'll just watch the chat feed and if people say things or ask things. While we're doing the episode, then you can like chime in interesting things that are pertinent yeah. to the episode recording. Well, obviously know. we're we'll, all going to we'll try and goes. watch it, but just. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, how do I find it on here? Twitch, yeah, on Twitch. Um, no, not Twitch. The the stream. Yeah, yeah. So go to following lower left. See it? 
It's a little heart shape. Scott? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And you got the top one. Robert Berger firing po- aviation podcast. Yeah. Well, Let's, it just says Robert Berger. But it shows a picture of the live channels. Uh, I don't. Yeah, I guess it's not ours, though. Robert Berger. And then under that, it's got the picture of the three of us live right now. Yeah, it's not. It's not there. Okay. Are you friends with Rob? <laughs> should be. Should be on your phone. Are you two our friends, right? Yeah, yeah. It's the top one on mine. Yeah, it wasn't on following. I had to search Bob's Robert Berger. Now I have it. All right, zero viewers right now. That's oh, one viewer. I don't know who that is. By me, probably you, Scott. Yeah. 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 Okay, turn that down. Let's let's make sure we mute it. That's uh gonna be yeah. necessary make sure it's on uh antenna not on wi-fi wow i hope that stays up there when people start coming in <laughs> i really hope it does oh my god All right. Rob, say hells yeah, you do. And we're pushing out right now. I just sent the email. All right. I mean, we're just, we're going to start. Seven, 7% open rate already. That's insane to me. When do you want to start? 20% open rate already. Okay. What's when do you want to start oh, doing the, the episode? People that opened it? How can you, yeah. where do you see how many people are watching? Tw- um... Right now it says one viewer. Oh, okay. Now, on I, see, my now end. I see it. Yeah, I didn't see it before. Yeah. Sweet. We're like a 25% open rate already, like less than a minute after I sent it. Are you so wait till it's 100? There should be some viewers coming in. No, it's never, it's never going to be 100. No one ever opens up all okay, the emails so, when you're doing this okay. stuff. I just wonder when in the process we're going to start here. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was just going to give it a second now that it's out. I got an email here. Did you guys get one from John too? Or did he just uh-uh. send it to me? said, I just found this podcast last week and I love it. I'm a student pilot in Columbus and I'm going through and listening to all of your podcasts from when you started. John. Oh, we got a, we got a viewer. So Scott is my hero. Nice. That's awesome. I'm a celebrity. All right. (laughs) Yeah, you are. I wish I I uh Oma Glob. But I don't know what that username is. It's it's some difficult difficult names to pronounce sometimes. I got another email here. Did you guys you guys get this one? What do you, are you guys just, re- Scott, this isn't read email hour. Well, Scott, I, I, I had Lee and I at, read them as I we get looked them. at my emails until just now, so. Yeah, taking your job so seriously. I haven't <laughs> looked at my emails in a week. I haven't. Some of, these are, some of these are old. They're probably wondering why. I mean, they're not old, but they're like, oh, those ones from the 19th. So, so I guess it's not that old. Yeah. Is there a way I can like this guy's comment? Uh, no, that I'm trying I don't to know. select it. Oh yeah, you can. What well, I mean, I'm not sure, but you can add him as a friend and all that good stuff. We're just figuring out Twitch. We don't know. Oh my glob. Uh, can you can you see Scott's message before you messaged, where he says, "Damn, I look good," or is that you can only see once once you've logged on? I'm just curious. I don't know. I just sent him a friend request. We're friends. Yeah, and there's I mean, eight, we will eight be. viewers yeah. now. I mean, I don't. When are we? Get, when are we? When are we? I'm showing one eight, viewer. You, you got eight. I got five. Five. five okay. Now. Oh yeah. All right. Let's just um, let's get this rolling.
How uh, how's everybody doing? The chat here. I'm curious if this you guys coming off of the email list or is this just random people on Twitch rolling in the stream? Yeah, we have like here? A, just trying to get a feel well, for the we room. Count, at the we moment. counted like eight or nine seconds of lag last time. So Tony, you're I know you. He's you just emailed <laughs> me, Tony. I got email you. Email us, boys. Yeah, like it. Okay. Thank gotcha. you. Gotcha. All right. Cool. Sweet. We just want to make sure we're talking to the audience and not just a bunch of randos right. on Twitch who like have no idea who we are. There's like, you know, a couple dozen people who know who we are. So odds are well, they don't I'm know who we famous. are. Yeah, well, with the, with the exception of you. What's every what's everybody drinking? I need to go get a beer yeah, before we start. I'm gonna need this. another one. Scotty, what you got? Uh, Scott, you got Bush Light? Uh, it's Monday. You you got three. Right, you got right. do just pound all a quick right, three right. pack. You haven't got it yet? Yeah, I got Tony. some in here. Tony, yeah, we know you got the email. Tony, what are you drinking? Nice. The Weller and the, the Michelob Ultra. I assume. Nice. <laughs> nice. I'm just I just got a Miller Lite. Miller Lite, old classic. Uh, Miller's, I mean, it really is the piss of beer. Dude. I mean, I'm with you with the bush light. I can I can do that. But yeah. like I had Bud Lights Actually, last time we live streamed and I had a pounding headache. I had two of them. It's yeah. pathetic. Sweet tea. I would actually I shouldn't be so hard on Miller Light. I don't hate it anymore, but when I was younger I hated Miller Light. It's okay now. Yeah, it's not for everybody. Yeah. Not for everybody. So see my thing is like I, I'm I'm dramatically more loose loosened up than I was like five minutes ago. I just Sorry. like the live thing is the live thing is tough for me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think of how I'm going to intro this now. <laughs> Welcome to the live stream because there's no because when it com- when it comes out on the actual podcast like it normally does, this will eventually. I want like obviously the people who don't know about the live streaming stuff yet to be aware by the intro. Mm-hmm. So who knows? This is why I was going to have unless you want to intro it, Scott. Sure, that always goes well. You want? Yeah. You want to do the intro? You, we could. You don't even know what we're covering yet. Nope. Probably probably a bad idea to have me uh, do it. FAR ninety one point one one nine minimum safe altitude. Well, that was a That's request. That was a request. I got a live stream for an episode. Okay, too, I know it's a here. request. Okay, well we can talk about that later. Oh, we can God. talk about that later. Okay. Ninety one point what? One nineteen. One one nine. One nineteen. We are on and it. And this is so yeah. This is behind the scenes. This is how it always is. <laughs> Sweet baby James. Hey, what's going on? Is this uh? Well, everybody's got new usernames, so we can't follow along. Man, that was nice on YouTube. That is a lot of people's. It was their names. So I don't. Is this? Yeah. Was it? It'll be that. It'll be that way in Facebook yeah. too. This is all like gamer names. People right, who probably already right. had Twitch accounts. Interesting. I don't, is this? They could, could be, be different they people could be. too. You know. Sometimes, sometimes people don't have the. Uh, you know, can't make it. I like developing that rapport. But I don't really know what. I know. I don't really know what Twitch is. Scott, you missed the whole thing because you're drunk. All right, it's you're you're just on. (laughs) I know, but like, what is it? Is it like is it like the Facebook or is it like Twitter? So it's a live it's a live streaming platform. Like compare it to one that compare it to one of the social media things that people actually know about. I'm just gonna talk to people Um, while you guys do whatever you're doing. (laughs) That's far. Okay. Ninety-one point one one nine. Yeah. I'm sure they got Just in that case, part. You, know, I mean, you don't know. So part 91, right. meaning, just all real right. quick, part 91, FAR 91, that subject matter is all general operating rules. So the way it's broken down. So the th- like some of the big ones, part 61, that's like um, uh, certification of airmen. Um, part 91 is general operating rules. Those are the big ones you're going to spend all your time in when you're uh, learning to fly. Yeah, we probably like YouTube better, yes. Tony. But we got it. We're just figuring it out. We're gonna bounce around a few platforms, right? We're ba- 
we're bouncing around them all. We're gonna go on the grand tour of yeah. And you guys, we appreciate you guys following us around while we figure it out. Yeah, YouTube's probably better because oh, Scott. You now you know to you have like an account to watch it, right? Because with Twitch, you gotta. I don't know. I sent the email. I don't know if you had to create an account or if you could jump in. I don't know how it works. I actually put that in the email blast I sent out. Um. All right, Mr. Boris, you are our host today. Yeah. Uh, you gotta you gotta host it, and then you gotta you gotta read it. You oh, gotta no, keep I'm the flow going. That. No. No. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm out. On that one, that's that's gonna help right. you. I can do the intro though.